That was a good bait, dude. That was a good bait. It was fat. It was fat. It, is it even... Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. He's a very soft. Uh... Yeah, we're alive. Oh, we're alive. Alright. Wait. <laughs> okay, that didn't help. Whatever. Whatever. We're, we're speaking. Alright. Is that... It no, we don't, we, no, it's fine. It picks us up. Yeah, I know. No, I know. I just want to like stop cuddling just, with me. <laughs> stop cuddling. It's weird. You. No, I. Th there's a good, a, a good intro. I just, yeah. All right, just do the intro. Oh, don't forget. Here we go. Hi there, I'm Jamie, and I'd like to welcome you to another series of Eight Bit Bards. If this is your first time with us, let me extend the personal invitation to grab out your headphones and listen along with us as we listen to these glorious songs. And if this is your second, third probably second time joining us <laughs> I, don't, I don't forget completely forgot that <laughs> damn it dude it was good though i got the re i got the bob ross hang on line. no 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 i can i can do this hang on if this is your second time joining us let me personally extend a thank you for joining us once again tell you what let's get started <laughs> how do you think that went <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Hey, everybody. Welcome to 8-Bit Bards. Hello. Episode welcome to episode three. I don't know why I'm doing the intro. Normally, you're the one that do the intro. Kind yeah. of feels out of my comfort zone a little bit. No, nah, it's good. <laughs> it saves you the trouble. Yeah, no, I don't have to do anything. That's Hi, I'm good. Cam. And I'm Jamie. And like I said, we are 8-Bit Bards. Today's podcast episode is... Relaxing, relaxing music. Relaxing music. That's not relaxing. That's all right. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll it's move. chill. We're, we're going to be chilling out. You know, we don't have a fire, but we can pretend. Yeah, I was, I was, oh, I was going to mention that in the, in the Bob Ross thing. I was going to be like, you can get your chair ready, get some hot chocolate or something. Yeah. Uh, under a, I was going to say under a cozy fire. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably don't be under a cozy fire. Probably be like next to it. Yeah. Preferably probably. a few meters away would be ideal. But yes, we're going to be talking about relaxing music and like last week, we're going to be talking about the different contexts that relaxing music can be used under and the instrumentation or that sort of thing. We're going to talk about what we think works, what our favorites are, uh, what we think doesn't work. And yeah, we're just going to uh, talk about all the various topics within relaxing music. Yep. Any any thoughts on relaxing music, Cam, before we, before we get started in this list? Um... It was pretty tough to put a list together. There's actually a lot of songs I wanted there wanted to be on the list, but mm. um, you know, at the end of the day, we can't be talking forever. But we basically brought it down to we were finding songs in similar contexts, so we were kind of splitting them down, also by game, but also by context. Uh, we didn't want to have too much repetition either way. So yeah, I guess. We'll yeah. get straight into it. I will say, though, like the way I was kind of approaching it again, kind of like the fire one is I wanted to get the most variety as possible in terms of the different contexts. So, yeah, like one thing I did notice, like some like you said, uh, there's quite a few that we haven't included in this. Um, but you could really find relaxing music in a lot of different areas of a video game, uh, whether it be like the intro music, the menu music, uh, overworld music and even the credits and that pretty much just covers the entire game. So, yeah. And even what we found last week too, I know we haven't included the one from Dark Souls, but that final boss music and still blown away by yeah. it. Yeah, and mean, that that's could relaxing. probably fit. That could probably fit in this yeah. you know, episode just Absol fine. Absolutely. So you just never know with these crazy video games. Indeed. But 
Without further ado, let's get started. What do we got first up, man? All right. So first up, we've got The City of Commerce. Mm-hmm. It's uh, by Keiichi Okabe, and it's from the Nier uh, series, or the first game, Nier, uh, or the subtitle to it with Gestalt and Replicant. So I, I haven't actually played that game. I know you described it to me probably like two weeks ago, but like oh, the two episodes ago. Yeah. But um, I've completely forgotten. Can you just describe again, like what the actual game is before we go uh, into detail, or would you rather leave it till after the song? No, we can talk about it quickly now. Yeah. So it's um, it's kind of like an RPG. It, it's an RPG, very story driven. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's many different genres of game in one. Okay. Sometimes it's a platformer, sometimes it's top down, sometimes it's action, sometimes it's other things. <laughs> it's it, it's very strange, and, and they they kept that trend with the newer game as well. Yeah. So uh, it's always a wild ride whenever you play it. It yeah. has like five different endings as well. Oh wow! Okay. Wow. Yeah. Sounds similar to Detroit, although that had like five hundred. Anyway, let's get- all right. <laughs> let's get started. We're going to be hearing a lot of pretty songs. This is, so um, if I overuse the word pretty, I, I apologize in advance. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's very well mixed, very well made. The thing is, like, I know this is a little bit of a stereotype, but I always think of in music and Irish music because of that rhythm that it has, like the time signature. Yep. Um, yeah, anyone who's played music kind of knows what I'm talking about. Even someone who's danced to, like, Irish music knows yep. exactly what that I'm one, talking two, about. That one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. yeah, and it's just so chilled. Um, yeah, no, it's very nice. The instrumentation's really nice, too. Yeah. You know, this this has, like, an extra layer of, like, uh, beauty to me because, um, because I played the game. Yeah. One, it's very nostalgic. But mm-hmm. two... Because I know it's a fishing village. It's like a coastal village. It sounds... It reminds me of fishing. It reminds me of relaxing. Mm. And, and it just sort of doubles over. And so whenever I hear this song, I just kind of like... Oh, I just kind of like look yeah. up, you know? And it totally sounds like a village. In fact, that's a very common area that you find relaxing music. In fact, one other one I know a lot of other people at home would know is Kakariko Village. Yeah. Which isn't included in this. I was meaning to mention it at some point, but... um. Yes, yeah, especially like something like that, whether it's like a town or a village mm. or um, yeah, something around those lines, like you're always going to find very relaxing music because it yeah. is, it's basically like a, a stopping point in a sense in the yeah, game. Yeah, it's time to relax, time to stock up on supplies. Yeah. And- 
you know, stay at the inn, <laughs> go to the tavern, all the all the relaxing oh, things. Oh, dude, I want to play some D&D again. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling it yeah. right now. Yeah, it's good. All and right. I, I've been meaning to play this game too. You've mentioned it a few times now, so yeah. All right, so... Yeah, I mean, you know this song. I you do. Could, you could probably the interesting thing it. is, yeah, the interesting thing with this one was that, uh, I mean, so it's from World of Warcraft, and I, I played Burning Crusade, but I haven't played a World of Warcraft since then, so it's been quite a while. Um, and this is obviously one that's carried over through every single version, um, and I really love it. Every time I would go into a tavern, which it's based in. Um, I would love it because that's always where I would start my game, where I'd end my game in a tavern. Mm. It was just such a huge consistency for me. Yeah. Um, so this one in particular is called Lion's Pride and the composer, if I can just get that up, I'll just get it. Hang on. There we go. Uh, what do we got? We've got Russell Brower, David Arkenstone and Jason Hayes. So let's have a listen to this one. Now, you're obviously the more experienced one with World of Warcraft. Tell me how it feels to listen to this song, nostalgically wise and all of that. So for me, this song isn't actually super nostalgic, surprisingly. Okay. Huh, interesting. Because I didn't actually play this game in its early stages. Oh, you didn't? I ah. didn't start until Wrath of the Lich King. Now, I did play it originally, but I didn't like it. Because uh, okay. I was kind of left behind by all my other friends. So it wasn't fun alone. Dude, that's the story of my life. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really like this song. I, I was going through the uh, the Tavern album on WoW, and this one stood out to me uh, I, because it's an interesting take on relaxing to me because it's quite jaunty and upbeat. But oddly enough, I think that kind of adds to its relaxing atmosphere because it kind of feels like real like how how a tavern would feel yeah so you could almost feel the fire like the burning wood fire you could almost like you know hear the people around you talking and like at the start it's got some effects with clinking glasses and stuff like that yeah and i think that really helps there was another piece that i wanted to pick but it was like bordering on towards almost a little bit creepy or something like that because it was it was so pristine and relaxing that it was like it's unnatural okay yeah so interesting yeah, yeah that's how i feel about this piece you know what when you mention the word like real and like this song does make me feel really warm inside and for that exact reason when you think of tavern music you think of things like this you think 
I'm in the middle of my adventure or I'm home or just different things like that. And that's where you feel the most relaxed. Yeah. And that's why this song has a lot of impact, even though it's just, it's a simple like jig basically. Mm. Like that's, that's what tavern music is based on. Yeah, exactly. Got, got to love that Dorian. Um, I love it. (laughs) um, Yeah. So it feels very fitting and realistic for the environment and I think this one and the previous one works so well too because it's stuff that you would listen to if you were actually there. It's diegetic. Yeah. Which, for those who don't know it at home, um, diegetic basically means music that would be actually happening there, happening there in the scene. Yeah. Most music is non-diegetic, so it's like adding to the scene itself. Like, you don't actually have an orchestra following you around in an action scene. Unfortunately. Dude, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I would I would love that. Um, but, uh, yeah, diegetic music is, like, from a band or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and it fits that perfectly. I agree. Honestly. Yeah. It's good. All right. Next one. Now, right. I know... You can introduce this one again. I will. Um, so, I know we both love this game. I mean, I do. And I'm pretty sure you do as well. If I could play it... if Like, if there was a game that I had to play for the rest of my life and I wasn't allowed to play any other game, this would be somewhere on the list. Yeah. That would be... <laughs> It would be there. It would be yeah. there. Yeah, I have to agree with that one. Um, so, it is from Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, and I'm sure we're going to be referring to this one in the future as well, because there's quite a few songs from this list, mm. um, from this sorry, particular game. Uh, it's specifically from uh, Boggly Woods, which is like the second part. Or are you going for the second Crystal Star, I yep. believe? Or is yep. it the third? No, it's the second one. Second one? Yeah, cool. I just wasn't sure about that. Um, the composer is... Oh, I'm going to have to scroll that up. Damn it. There we go. All right. I'm going to... Mm, let's see. Yoshito Hirano Yuka. You're going to need to pronounce that second one. <laughs> I don't know. I apologize. Um, I can't actually read it very well. Uh, Hold on. It's... That's the J, is it? <laughs> Suji I. Yeah. So that's Sujiyoko... Sujiyoko Saki. And Haru, Haruyama. There we go. All right. Awesome. So, yep, like I mentioned, it's from Boggly Woods. Let's have a listen. You know, it kind of felt like just this one time listening to it, maybe because I was intensely listening to it, Mm -hmm. kind of felt like I was being pulled into a trance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that vibe. Like it was just 
little it, it was almost like meditation it was almost like a, a study in meditation mm. where it's sort of, it's very relaxed very open kind of sounds but then they have little sound effects and airy noises and little things to for your mind to sort of latch onto as they go by and it was actually quite like almost therapeutic to listen to just very relaxed i really mm-hmm. liked it yeah um i think with this one the thing that like makes me think it's really relaxed is that it matches an envi- its environment perfectly um boggly woods obviously has a lot of trees and you can hear those wind sound effects in there mm. um which like just makes it even more relaxing because i think there's something with hearing nature and the sound effects associated with that that brings a sense of calm yeah. within us um and it's interesting you brought up the whole meditation thing because i totally agree with the whole again like being connected with nature you want to feel um like you're in that place as much as possible even if you're nowhere near it at all yeah so i think that's why people like listening to things like waterfalls and you know like birds and that sort of thing like you want to feel like you're there Mm. and like rain is another good example yes exactly um people even like thunderstorms as well i'm kind of like susceptible to that too to be honest like a nice thunderstorm i'm pretty sure there's been studies to show that that it literally like triggers parts of your brain that like makes you relax when you listen to rain while trying to sleep and stuff like that yeah yeah it's craziness it is it is crazy the mind is an insane thing yeah and we are the top of that is <laughs> list. Um, going on top of like a further on with that too. It's not just the fact the sound effects are very wind like the way it's composed too. And the fact it sounds so free, it doesn't sound like it has any particular rhythm or time signature, even though it still technically does. Um, but everything sounds very open. Yeah. And it's a very, um, I'm pretty sure it's got the same progression all throughout it's just two different notes at the base and then it's everything else is just space and and just a little bit to give you context yeah but yeah it's great piece of music it is it is indeed all right man okay go for it so our next song is from a more recent indie game made by one person so this is um well i'll just say the game so the game is stardew valley I'm sure many of you are familiar with this and are not surprised that a song like this is on at this episode. Dude. But it's from Concerned Ape, yeah. who made the game <laughs> as well as did the music. Dude, I'm not very concerned about this no. and I'm not getting ape about it. No, oh, no, no. you know what? I am actually getting very yeah, ape about it. You're getting ape about it? But in the good way. Okay, that's yeah. good. I'm not, I'm not going completely ape. So the name of the song is Wild Horseradish uh, Jam. Good, I said to double check that. <laughs> yes, it is that. It's one of the spring songs for anyone who's actually played the game. Can I just say, what a name. I mean, like, we, we talk about these names that, like, list them and stuff, and you don't really think about it, but that's, that's, that's a great name. It's a good a, name. I like it. It references, song. like, one of the things that you can get while foraging in oh, the game. Oh, it does? The wild horseradish. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so let's have a listen.
I'm so glad that you got me into this game. I mean, like, I'd already played it a little bit, but, like, it saved me from raging from video games. Because <laughs> I, was, I was having a bad time with video games at a point. But uh, this game is so relaxing, and the music definitely helps with that yeah. for me. Um, so therapeutic. It is. And I was thinking about this, because, like, obviously it works, and at the beginning of that, I was like, I don't know why. And I think I've kind of figured it out that when you think about the context of what you're doing, um, you're basically getting up and you're doing your job. You'd, whether it's farming, whether it's going off to the caves, whether it's fishing, whether it's the going to socialize, you're up, you're awake, you're there to do your thing. Yeah. Um, it just gets you nice and happy and ready to do stuff. Um, to be honest, I don't even really understand it. Yeah. I've never really been one for those kinds of games, but I played Stardew Valley and I was like, oh, I think I'm happy again kind of thing. Yeah. It's just just so nice to listen to. And another thing to note is this song's very long. It's like, it's a four minute song, but without repeating sections, like it keeps going. Yeah. Uh, which is probably important because you do, like you, if you were listening to the song while playing the game, you'd probably hear it for about mm. 12 minutes before you finished off the day. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, you hear songs throughout one day, like, maybe two, two or three, three times. times, something like that. Yeah. Um, Going off similar music, because obviously this is what would consider to be overworld music. Um, On another note, uh, I know this isn't in our list, so sorry for anyone who gets disappointed with it, but um, Minecraft is definitely one that com comes to mind when it comes to other overworld music. That's true. Um, Now, the way it uses it in that game is very similar but it only uses it at sunrise and sunset. Yeah. And I think with that one, it's kind of a different approach because it's like, you've got this whole world ahead of you that you can explore. <laughs> that was quite funny. Um, <laughs> the whole huge world that you could explore. Um, and then like at the sunset, it's kind of like a dying damn music. Like you better get back yeah. before nighttime. Otherwise stuff's going to kill you. You're going to hell. <laughs> um, so it's a different, yeah, basically it's a different atmosphere. Um, whereas Stardew Valley is nothing's going to kill you during nighttime. It's just happy, you know? Yeah. It's just time for bed. You know, you got to wake up the next day. You got to rest up. Dude, it's a very appealing lifestyle. I know it's nothing like Stardew Valley, but if I could just fish my whole life, I would totally do if, that. If farming was exactly like Stardew Valley, I think we'd all be farmers. I let's, think that'd let's be honest. Yeah, I would say so. All right. So now the next one's an interesting one. So we've got three songs, but they all sort of fulfill a very similar purpose, but we didn't want to leave any of them out because they're all so great so instead we're gonna play you a snippet of all three and then we're gonna talk about them yeah we are um so they're all just spoiler alert they're all piano songs uh and we think that they all achieve a really really nice result in slightly different ways they sure do all right so um do you want to read them out first and then we'll Yep, we'll go we'll go through them in order. So yep. the first one we're going to be playing is Building Mode Two what from The Sims. <laughs> yeah, what a great name! <laughs> what a great name! By uh, what is that? Jerry Martin. Jerry Martin. Wow, we got an English composer. Yeah, we do. All right. Uh, the next one is from the game Sonic Forces. It's called Theater, and it's totally not what you would expect a theater song to sound like. Uh, now there's a few names here. There's Tomo Tomoya. <laughs> Otani, Nao Fumi, Hataya Kenichi, 
Tokoi. Oh my goodness, sorry. There's so many names. Dude, I can totally tag in if you want me to. Oh my goodness, I might need that. Hang on. No, sorry, I've messed it up, I think. So, Tomoya Hotani. Naotumi Hataya. Kenichi Tokoi. Takahito Eguchi. Those are the four names of the composers from this. And if you can invest in a magnifying glass for us, that'd be amazing. That um, would just send be us awesome. the magnifying glass via our um, PO box, which is un. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's the, some address in Australia. Third, I'm sure you can find it. It'd the third easy. song that we're playing is called "Classic Final Results." It's from Smash Brothers for Wii U, and the composer is. Torine. Torine. Yep. Yeah, Torine, it would be. Okay, so let's get started. to add an extended version for that <laughs> so it actually says 15 minutes but it's in fact like just over a minute yeah <laughs> something like that anyway um the good thing with this one is that i picked one you picked one and then i guess the last one um is kind of like both because we've both played quite a bit of smash brothers so yeah i i would definitely we would both agree on that one 100%. yeah for sure so i guess i'll talk about the sims one and kind of with the nostalgia for me on that one. Um, I was a huge Sims fan back in the day. In fact, Sims 1 is the only one I've really played. I haven't played... Interesting. I, pl- I played a little bit of Sims 2, but 3 and 4 I never touched at all. Well, I'm sure you know that I've never actually played a Sims game. Yeah. yeah not do. that I hate them or anything. It's just, you know, it was just not... I didn't play computer games when I was a kid. So yeah. I just never... I was too busy with Nintendo. Yeah, 
Oh, that's understand. I mean, me too, but so, <laughs> somehow had a PC and yeah, was interested enough in this. Um, I mean, it's, it was actually, yeah, I was kind of interested in architecture at the time. So that probably makes uh, sense yep, why. Because the only thing I was really into was like the building part, the social part. I just sucked at yep. dreadfully. Um, and still do to this day in, yep, in real most life. Most people and probably games. did. Yeah. In real life. <laughs> in real Come life. Come on, man. You're all right. It's all right. Um, yeah. So the versatility of the piano is just incredible, just in general. Oh, yeah. Um, for the fact it can produce not only just intense music, but also such relaxing pieces of music. Um, it's just incredible. Um, obviously, the Sims one... Um, um, so with the Sims one, it is a jazz song and I would think jazz is very much a relaxing thing. Obviously there's like swing and really upbeat jazz. So yep. there's different kinds of jazz. Um, I but this kind of well, free. Sorry to cut in. That's I, I just, I listen to jazz for the relaxing stuff. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not really super into the really upbeat jazz. I actually prefer, you know, this style jazz with yep. the, from the Sims where it's, it just makes you want to stare off into space. Like, it's yeah. just so nice to listen to. Um, Jerry did a really good job with this. There's basically, like we mentioned, this is building mode two. Um, there's six different pieces of music for building mode. Um, and they're all individual piano songs that go for like a couple of minutes each. They're all original. They're just like amazing. Um, it's just a great way to accompany a game that's very much about, like, it's a sandbox game, essentially. You're creating your ha own house. Yep. So for something to be able to fill the time in that, um, you need something relaxing. You don't want anything too overpowered, too overexciting, and it yeah. works perfectly with that. I will mention, too, before we go to the next one, um, that SimCity has a, very much a similar uh, aspect um, while you're building the city, there's very much like relaxing music in the background. Yep. Um, it just like, you don't want to oversaturate it. You yeah. just want something nice and chill. Um, it works best for simulation games like this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. All right. So the next one that we listened to was theater by Sonic forces. Now this is an interesting piece. Cause, um, if I didn't make it clear before, this is for the theatre area of the game, which is where you select to watch the cutscenes. Which is a dreadful shame, in my opinion. Because nobody is going to hear this song, and a very small amount of people will hear it. Like, it's... It's an interesting piece, because it's actually a medley of many pieces from the song, but just done on piano. Um, and whoever played it, because it was definitely played not sequenced mm. they did an excellent job because it sounds beautiful yeah when you told me that the fact that it was in the theater like section of the game and not in like say like an end credits bit or anything i was blown away i thought like someone's it's longer than the building mode one we just listened like the first piano song it's like five and a half minutes long yeah crazy um yeah like do you think this would have been better in the credits this song do you think it would have fit Look, it's a Sonic game at the end of the day, and I guess they wanted it to be like a medley of all the, uh, you know, upbeat music and all the rockin' sort of, uh, all Japanese rock tunes mm. that, um, that you sort of learn to love as you play the game. So I can understand them wanting to stick to that, and I I'm glad that they did this song at all, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because they, they, they didn't have to. 
Yeah. Uh, there was no no one was asking for it, but um, I'm happy they did it. Mm. Can I just say too, Sonic always just ceases to amaze me with like there's always one crazily outstanding piece of music from a Sonic game. Yep. Um, I can like I think of one Sonic game where, like yeah, and there's always there's, one. There's always one. There's always one. Like the soundtrack's really good, but there's always one stick out one, and that's definitely it from Sonic Forces. Yep. So the next one that we definitely both agree on and we both happy to pick was the classic final results. This is a remix of the main theme mm-hmm. and it sounds absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's just so nice. If anything, the piano work might even be better than the Sonic Forces stuff. Like it's just, it's shorter, way shorter, but what, but it's kind of like quality versus quantity, you know, mm. it's, a very short tune for just the end of finishing classic mode. I remember finishing classic mode a few times and just sitting yeah. at the end screen. <laughs> I've done the totally same thing as well. It's incredible. It makes you wonder too, like, because I know that um, every composer has different approaches to the way they write their music. And I know there are plenty out there that would either um, write it as a piano piece and then arrange it for an orchestra or the other way around, whether they would write it for an orchestra and then arrange it for piano. Yeah. And I wonder which process they actually did first. I feel like it might have been the second one where they had it for an orchestra and then they've had to do it as a piano piece. I like to think that it's the opposite, actually. Yeah. I reckon that it was it was sort of sketched up on a piano mm. originally and then expanded out. Because, I mean, I don't know... I can't speak for anyone else, but... That's a way that really works for me when writing music. Sketching out all the ideas on a piano, on just like the basic piano on the on the uh, on the DAW, mm-hmm. yep. and then just picking instruments for what parts play which. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good approach. Definitely a good approach. I know there was something I was going to say, but I've totally forgotten. Oh, sorry, I distracted oh, no, you. No, no, no. That's fine. No, the versatility. That's what I was going to say. Versatility of Again, piano. Again, yeah. Versatility of piano. Um, it's going to become an old thing in the end that we're going to keep referring to the piano in yep. pretty much every podcast. But, I mean, that's just paying respect to a great instrument. That I feel like if you are trying to be serious as a composer, like you've got to dabble in the in the piano you've got to dabble in it at least yeah like at least have an understanding because it's such an in-depth instrument yeah although it also just depends yeah you don't have to dabble no like you can be a great guitarist and you can still sequence stuff and i feel like guitar is pretty important too to be honest i feel like that's something a chordal instrument is important yeah no that's that's actually a good point A, a chordal instrument for sure something that basically grabs each area yeah, melodic, harmonic, rhythmic, something like that. Yeah. All right. Okay, so the next song that I've got Ooh. is an interesting one. This is one I really like. So it's called Seashore War from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and it's by my boy David Wise. Oh, yeah. He's always writing excellent music. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, let's just get right into it and have a listen.
That's so interesting. Now, like, I still haven't played Tropical Freeze yet, which is terrible of me as a Donkey Kong Country fan. <laughs> Absolutely just just the worst You're just not ready for it, dude. It's okay. No, I think I'm ready. I just like <laughs> just been lazy as all hell. Um but what's interesting with this one, because I have heard a few pieces now from Tropical Freeze, this is way more chill than a lot of the other ones. Yeah, it's standout. It's so different. Um and it's a and it made me think I'm like, well was that is that a good thing or a bad thing? Obviously, tropical freeze, tropical, it's meant to be relaxing. You know, we're in the tropics. Mm. You know, it's not like we're, we're in fire and like the hot, the hot <laughs> well, bit from last podcast or anything like that. Well, I mean... <laughs> oh, well, it depends on your interpretation of tropical. I'm pretty sure you end up inside a tornado at one point, so... I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> they are monkeys. That, that does happen quite yep. a bit. Um... But yeah, it's interesting. And then I was thinking back to the other Donkey Kong Country games, and there are songs like this. For example, one I can think of off the top of my head is from the second game, the uh, forest one, the oh, enchant yeah. like, enchanted forest one we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like the forest interlude. Yeah, the one where the haunted yep. level is as well. Um, and that's very chilled as well. Um, it's very well composed. It's It makes me feel incredibly relaxed. Mm. Um it matches the environment as well, like the instrumentation, the instruments yep. used, um, very fitting. Um, plenty that's, of variety though, like you got the guitar there at one point and- Yeah, that's the homey feel coming through, you know, yes. the relaxing, uh, like someone's actually playing it for you kind of thing. Exactly. In fact, I was trying to think, um, I had a song in my original list, I don't know if it's still trying to think. No, it's not there anymore. Um, one thing I will mention, uh, we talked about the piano quite a bit. But another instrument that definitely has a huge effect with making things relaxed, an acoustic guitar. Yes, for that, sure. That has a massive effect. In fact, I think it has a bigger effect as a relaxing instrument more than any other kind of, you know, if you're trying to get more intense. Yep. Unless you're trying to do like a flamenco or something like that. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, acoustic guitar is really good for the relaxing, feel-good songs. Well, it's such a personal instrument as well, you know? Yeah. It's something that you would... It's like the player is doing it for himself kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I really like it. Yeah. Now, would you agree or disagree? Just... For your pick, oh yeah, because this is Cam's pick of the week. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. We're gonna add <laughs> sort of add something in there. Um, do I agree or disagree that this is pick of the week? Um, I mean, I feel really good listening to it. So, I mean, I got to give you credit for that. So, I, I don't think I could give you a thumbs down for it. I think I've got to give you a thumbs up for it. Yep. I think it's. You know, you, you hit me with the nostalgia card with David Wise, so yep. how could I say no to Well, it? <laughs> for context, I, I refused to show Jamie this song before we yes. actually um, started recording. So this is completely fresh for him. Mm. Um, so that's why I wasn't sure if he was going to agree track of the week or not. But, um, yep. Maybe yep. maybe it wouldn't be necessarily your pick, but you don't disagree with me. I don't disagree that it's a, that it's a great relaxing song um, with plenty of variety. Um, it's a good example as well too of like you can still be relaxing and still have plenty of changes in your song you don't have yeah. to have like only two instruments freely playing yeah um, as long no as it's smooth you know you need those transitions to be quite relaxing you don't want to you know 
jitter anyone or surprise anyone. It has yep. to go smooth and go expected places. Absolutely. We're hoping to, to do that as a regular podcast thing. So Cam will have his favorite pick and I will tell him if he is chosen wisely or chosen poorly <laughs> as per the last crusade standards. Yep. <laughs> All right. What is this next one, man? Okay. So the next one is uh, Fire Emblem. I think I've shown Fire Emblem music before. I have. Oh, I have. So this is called Conquest and it's from the game Fire Emblem Awakening. The composer is... Uh, Hiroki Morishita. Yep. That's the one. Um, all right, let's have a listen. Oh, dude, it's starting to get good. <laughs> I hated the fact that we have to cut them off. I know, I know. We only have so much time. Just negate them into the background. It's great. Now, what do this, you think of this? This brings up an interesting thing that, like, I was considering when I was making my list is that I wonder if there was a piece of music that's relaxing, but also fast. Yeah, it's quite quick, isn't it? It is. And, like, I think people always associate relaxing with slow and... Like, for the most part, you do find that um, that we change the instrumentation, all the other things. But for the most part, you find if I'm feeling relaxed, I'm feeling calm. And calm means I'm feeling slow. Yeah. But it doesn't, necessarily. it doesn't need to be that. And this is an example of that. Um, I think another perfect example is drum and bass music. There's yeah. plenty of drum and bass music that is considered relaxing, but it's still got that... <clears throat> Yes. So you never know. Absolutely. Horses for courses. It just depends. Mm. And I mean, this is very fitting for a Fire Emblem game too, because I'd imagine this would be done in like a battle sequence sort of thing. So you'd well, be hearing this on repeat. Yeah, this is on repeat. Like, so it'll cut out for the actual battles. Okay. Oh, actually, no, it's actually got, um, no, this game's cool. It's got um, Conquest. Mm -hmm. And then it's another song called Conquest Ablaze. And okay. that cuts in fades in whenever you actually go into a battle oh. and then it fades back out when you go back to the map screen so this is on the map screen yes yeah, this so, is okay. the map screen yeah. version because i think that was the, in my mind i was like yeah the, this sounds like something you would want to hear as you're deciding your next move yes um because i think with fire emblem as someone who has only really played a quarter of one of the games <laughs> i would imagine that you know the, me being the experienced one i would imagine that you would want to maintain that intensity of battle but not have it oversaturated that you're sick of spending an hour with this intense action music no of course not um and i think that the fire emblem series as a whole has always done a really good job at that yeah. they're always done very nice relaxing pieces that you can do or sometimes intense it it just depends 
but they always make their music very listenable mm. and and you can listen to it on repeat it's okay you're you're thinking about the game and the music's going on in the background just to keep you company yep while you you know plan your tactics or whatever you're doing mm. um and you know it's it's okay to be relaxed and it's okay to be chill because the the intense music comes when the actual battling begins on screen yeah so you, you don't want intense music um, while you're planning your strategies unless the story wants you to feel that way yeah you know unless the stakes are really high something like that which is also something they do yeah very creative very good use of music and yeah. Emblem. no I like those two different versions I, I'm glad you told me that because yeah totally makes sense for the context yeah alright man we got another one of yours oh, another lay one lay it on me so many of mine <laughs> well that's it that's the last one of yours I just looked at the rest of the list <laughs> yeah it is alright okay uh, so this is a song I don't think many people would have picked or listened to or even heard um, but it's from Skyward Sword which was already not a super popular uh, Zelda game at least in terms of you know Zelda popularity mm-hmm. um, now this is a rearranged version of um, the Farron Woods music it's called Flooded Woods um, so if you haven't played that game you actually come back you return to different areas in that game and they've changed in some way or another so in this one it's literally been flooded all the way up to the top of like treetops and stuff like that so it's basically become a water level instead of a forest level but it still uses the same theme interesting now the composers oh we got a few again a few again <laughs> hajime wakai shiho fuji Mahito Yokota, which is a familiar name. It sure is. Takeshi Hama. Awesome. All right, let's have a listen. So would you say this was basically a, a temple, like in a sense, like no. it's one of the no, it's more like a, like the Goron city kind of thing, like where it's like a, um, like how would you describe? Because I, I haven't played Skyward Sword, again me being a terrible Nintendo player. I'm trying to think of a way that you could sort of relate to it, cause, yeah. Um, based on like sort of Ocarina of Time or something, mm-hmm. it's basically like the forest level. But it's, um, you know, it's before the temple. It's like the level before the temple, if that makes sense. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, so a little bit of action going on, but so not it's like kind of overworld, but specifically it's like forest overworld. Okay. Um, and yes, well, forest, but it's been flooded, so they've changed the music to fit. It is, and it is a rearranged version of the original theme as well. So gotcha. I think yeah. it's done very well. It, I think it's cool. It's very spacious. Yeah. It's um. 
the way it keeps it interesting with so little going on is it changes the instrumentation so much. Okay. It's always moving between different sort of noises and sounds within, well, the extended orchestra, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and that kind of matches to, in my mind, the context that it is, which is like woods that are basically flooded. It's like, it's not, it's trying to be a forest, but it's not quite there. It's like something's changed yep. about it. And so I think that's, again, something really important for a composer to consider is like, you've really got to look at the context of what's actually happening in the game. So like, yeah. clearly the player has already been here before. Now it's changed. Everything's flooded. Things are screwed up. Yeah, but is it a good thing or a bad thing? You know? Yeah. So, yes, it's different. Yes, it could be considered screwed up. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's not that bad. Yeah. You, know? you, you end up swimming around sort of collecting, like, note fish. Like, actual, like, note <laughs> fish, and they make noises as you collect them. So that sounds amazing. It's very, very relaxed, and the music reflects that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I love the spaciousness. The instrumentation still suits, like, a woods and foresty yep. environment. And, yeah, I just feel good yep. listening to it. Very it's, nice piece. It is. It is. Spacious. Yeah. All right. So, now I know <laughs> it's probably one of the last games you'd want to play, to be honest. But I know you love the music already from what I've played yes. so far. So, this is one of my personal favorites, is Gran Turismo 6. Now, I've been a fan of Gran Turismo since the third one, I would say. I, d I didn't have a PlayStation 1 myself. I think it's... I probably shouldn't say that. Anyway, we'll just move, <laughs> move on from the PlayStation yep. debates and stuff. Um, but yeah, prob uh, the point is that Gran Turismo is definitely one of my favorite series in terms of driving at least yeah um and one thing it's very well known for it does have music during the races but its menu music is so incredibly detailed and a lot of it falls in the same kind of get categories of like jazz and lounge music and funk and all that kind of thing yep. and some rock mixed in so this one's called Whispering Wind and it very much falls in that kind of category. And the composer is, oh no, here we go. Uh, can you read that for me? <laughs> That's a lot of I's and capital I's and J's. That'd be Keiji Inai. There we go. Yeah. So one composer, I believe they had quite a few different people doing this if they didn't apologize but yes um that this is whispering wind let's have a listen
So I was saying to you earlier. Yep. This reminds mm. me so much of the Persona 5 soundtrack. Yeah, and I honestly thought it was done by the same composer when you played it for me. It was really very similar. Yeah, so like that sort of acid jazz kind of sound. Very relaxed, very chill. Mm. And um, I love it so much. I love the sound. I, I'm not a jazz musician, and I'm, yeah. I don't think I could put in the time to learn jazz mm-hmm. to a good enough standard, but I really do enjoy listening to it, Yeah, if anything. And um, never played a Gran Turismo game. Never will. <laughs> but <laughs> but the music, at least from what you've shown me, is fantastic. And I'm happy to appreciate it from afar, listening to, uh, you know, su- great pieces like this. Mm. If I had not told you the context too, you wouldn't have understood where it fits in a in a driving game you would have been like menu right yeah yeah so like if i had not mentioned that you would have been like how does this go with a race Mm. unless it's like one of the most chilled racing games yeah it's like big rigs or something like that (laughs) it's something incredibly chill yeah i'm not sure i don't remember because there's a game comes to mind is uh beetle adventure racing i don't know if the music was relaxed in that though i honestly can't remember a lot of driving games whether it's the menu or in-game race music are intense and i think because driving games always lean themselves towards being arcade-ish yeah so like things like mario kart things like maximum tune 3 which we played in the first podcast um then you got like yeah daytona um trying to think of all the other F-Zero. like f-zero need for speed like they're all action-based and because of that like okay we're gonna put rock in there we're gonna put fast-paced stuff you gotta be um, pumped up yeah exactly which is fair it, it is. Um, but one thing with Gran Turismo is it is a bit more of a realistic simulator. Mm. Um, it's not quite there, but I know more and more they get realistic as they go along. Yeah. Um, nowadays, it's actually like a really good platform for beginners with racing to kind of get them to understand better, not only specs of cars, but also like how to take proper driving lines and like the license tests and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's actually that. really good. Um but the last thing with that game is like you do actually spend whether you're like a beginner player or like advanced player you do spend quite a bit of time in the menu whether it's like buying cards cars or buying upgrades or picking tracks or and so it's nice to just have like chilled music like this yeah I agree Um, one thing I will mention too is that um, one thing that shocked me about the Gran Turismo series is in the fifth one uh I actually got it during Christmas, and when I popped it in, it plays Christmas music. Really? Lounge Christmas music. That's interesting. And once Christmas is done, it doesn't play anymore. Wow. Yeah, it actually syncs up to the fact that it's Christmas. That's cool. The next year I played it, happened again. Oh, wow. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I like when games do that. Yeah. So you could always search through it in the playlist and find it individually, yep. but the fact it chose to actually play that because it was Christmas, I thought it was really cool yeah, and that... made me feel really warm inside. Would have stuck in your mind forever like it has. Yeah. Like, it's just a memorable moment. Absolutely. So with driving games, don't have to do intense music. Lounge, jazz, yep. it's all really good. And cars, especially like really fast cars... They're classy. Yeah. And jazz, I would think, is considered to be classy, unless you're going for, like, that really dirty, grungy jazz. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people Rank think time. of jazz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think of that and you think, I'm going to go out and wear a suit. I'm going to go get some martinis. Yeah. going to gamble. It's yep. going to be great. Yeah. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> going to lose all my money. Yeah. I'm going to put it all on black. 
Okay, yeah. so uh, next piece. Here we go. Yeah, so, you can introduce this one. Actually, I'm going to take it because all right, <laughs> just because you've got the you've got your craziness going on. That's true. Later, I, so yeah, um, this is a song I would have picked, but Jamie beat me to it. Brutal. So this is Zora's Domain from Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. I'm sure many of you know this song. It's by Koji Kondo, the the legendary Koji Kondo, the legend himself. Yep. Uh, so let's you know. I want to get right into this and have a good old listen. <laughs> how i wish i could play them it's so interesting them. i immediately mm. find it strange that it's steel drums because oh, really? whenever i hear steel drums i think of the beach and this is not a beach no it isn't no you're right about that but it sounds so good though it sounds so nice i guess because like while it isn't located in a beach it is still to do with water and yes. i feel like people immediately associate the feeling of a beach with water and like coincidence so then like when you hear this it's like cool i'm near water or it, a paradise or a paradise yeah no exactly yeah tranquil paradise and that's very fitting for it yeah no definitely have you got any other thoughts on it um it's a fantastic piece of music uh, uh, there you go <laughs> <laughs> no um i really kind of like um this sort of guitar that it's got like again that homey feel that like, it's been played uh, I like just some of the riffs in there that sound really nice it's mm. just I mean it, it's hard to talk about it I've listened to it so many times in my yeah. life like it, it's just kind of buried into my head at this point mm. but I it's hard to imagine any other scene than just that first scene walking into Zora's domain you know yeah. for the first time and just seeing everything and it's all actually frozen at that point but, um... Oh, well, like, when you're young, like, Link, it yeah, isn't. Yeah, when you first... Well, sorry? When you're young, Link, it isn't. That's true! And then, like, the but adult version... But for some version, reason, I think of the Frozen one. If anything, it's, like, kind of freaky, because I know I played that, like, as a kid. Yeah. And when I went to Zora's Domain and the music was playing, but then everything was just frozen, I kind of freaked out a little bit. Because yeah. I was like, what is going on here? I'd already <laughs> seen Death Mountain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Red Ring of Fire. Yeah. I went through the Undead, which I was legit scared of. Like, yes. I couldn't actually get through that bit without them, like, trying trying to hump me or anything yeah <laughs> and like oh just i was i was messed up when i became adult link as, yep. a, as a kid um chaos yeah absolutely i think like this is a great one to end well like we just coincidentally ended on this one obviously we got one after this but um the fact is that water 
is associated with calmness. Yeah. If you think of just the element of water, going from last podcast as well, we think fire, we think intensity, we think heat. It's true. If we're thinking of the polar opposite, which is water, that's calm, that's tranquil, mm. that's relaxed. Yes. That pretty much is the embodiment of what we've been talking about through all of this. Obviously, just because it's relaxed doesn't mean it has to always have to do with water. But I'm sure a lot of these pieces that we did play could be associated with water. Easily. Just think like something, even something like uh, meditation, where mm. like they could easily have a visualization of meditation as like the water droplet going into the water and the ripples going out. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like that image alone makes you feel like relaxed. Just mm. seeing something that simple in nature or like, you know water sort of falling off like leaves like the morning dew and stuff like that like water is just generally associated with relaxation but with life in general because yeah. i mean oh, like 80 percent water and we need it to live like it, it's like <laughs> it's who we are essentially like yeah when it comes down that. to it just totally forgot about my own body yeah had an out-of-body experience <laughs> Well, I mean, on a random side note, that's mm -hmm. why um, really loud noises can can really affect us, our whole body so much. Because it's kind of like rippling our entire body because we're so much water. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Wow. I didn't, didn't even think about that. Yep. This is our Deep Thoughts by Cam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week for the yep. next. <laughs> deep um, meditation session. Absolutely. That'd be good though. We should do that for a random episode. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> just a meditation session. Well, we might do a part two on relaxing music, you know, I think so. and try and do meditation or a different subgenre of it, or maybe just another round of this. I like, could bring back my Bob Ross and. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I'm looking forward to it already. <laughs> um, one final note with the Zora's Domain thing. Uh, just talking about instrumentation, obviously, we talked about acoustic guitar being a nice, tranquil instrument. Steel drums is a very tranquil, soft instrument as well, so that suits it as well. The vocals, you can definitely have soft tones with vocals. And then you got like simple percussion, per percussion, I can't talk at the moment, uh, like the shaker, just the small little congas, bongos, congas, congas. Um, just a simple instrumentation. It's uh, it's nice. I've actually got some quick notes here quickly oh. before we move on. Oh, there we go. Just about like um about relaxing video game music in general. So I've got it in the uh I'll just put it into well, I'll go I'll go all three categories. It isn't fully thought out. But for instruments, I've got things like guitar, harp, uh now synth pads mm -hmm. is a very big one, uh woodwinds, um and also piano obviously. Yep. So they're the, they're the ones that spring to mind for me. And also locations. So we've got taverns, we've got save rooms, mm. water areas like we just talked about, villages and towns. Uh, now, character themes mm -hmm. for very kind characters, that kind of thing. Uh, now, mysterious places. That was an interesting one that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Is that you can have relaxing music in mysterious places. You're not really sure what it's for or why it's here but it's it could be a spiritual thing or but you but it's very spacey and very relaxed you know yeah do, do you understand what i mean no i do i do absolutely could um, almost be like a nostalgic place as well to be honest like yeah. something that kind of brings up of you know something from your childhood yeah. or something like that something like a little bit of the unknown but it's not a scary kind of unknown yeah yeah i get that um so overworld as well 
overworld themes. And the next category is I've got techniques. Now I've only got two things here, but um, there's solo guitar and piano, which we heard a lot of, and we heard a lot of this as well, broken chords. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know what that means, a chord is when you play two or more notes at the same time. So you create like well-known chords like C major and C minor. Broken chords is when you play the notes from those chords individually. And that's super common in relaxing music, yeah. especially with piano. You start with the bass note, you go the fifth, and then you go the, uh, the bass note again, but on top. Yeah. And that's just, just in general, a very, very relaxing kind of sound. I think just even from a, like a non-musical perspective, you can understand the force behind like playing notes individually compared to hitting them all at once. Yes. That, that in itself is, it's more relaxing to hit them one at a time than it is to just, yeah, slam them all down at the same time. That's right. Even if they hit at the same rate. So yeah, I totally agree with that list. Um, save rooms is an interesting one. I was thinking of putting resident evil in this, like the save room. Yeah, that's right. Um, or no, actually, no, it wasn't the save room. It was another piece from it, but it actually is played in the save room. Yeah. That particular piece of music. But, um, yeah, definitely. Um, again, a lot of approaches with relaxing music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which brings me to an interesting topic with yeah, this. And what are this we calling is, this? This is going to be Jamie's crazy pick. All right. I, I don't know if that's going to be the official title. But... Might be a recurring thing, so get ready for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you've got your favorite pick. I've got my crazy pick. And so this is basically me just trying to bring up a, a different topic, whether it's something that I feel like doesn't work or an interesting uh, different take on it that, you know, might work or might not work. It's just a different different approach to it. Um, for this one, we're going to specifically talk about 8-bit relaxing music. Does it actually exist? <laughs> Is it even possible? Now... Because was... you, you can hear very nice stuff in the Super Nintendo era. Yeah. Like, that's because of the extra bit rate, you know. it's It sounds so much nicer, so much smoother. But 8-bit... Oh. It's hard. Yeah, no, it's it's really hard. And so I was thinking uh, for a long time about this, like referring to as many 8-bit games as I pos- possibly could. And I was just like thinking about, I'm like, I, I can't really think of anything. And I was trying really hard to look at the soundtracks and such. Um, even games that didn't necessarily come out during that era, but like try to replicate 8-bit games, for example, Shovel Knight. Mm. Um, now, we obviously love the Shovel Knight soundtrack, yep. but I can't think of a single relaxing piece of music in it. Yeah, the closest that you said you could get was the town song, yep. but, but even that, it's pretty jaunty. Mm. Uh, and I mean, it's just in general. I mean, Jake Coffin himself, as I've realized, mm. in general writes very upbeat music. Yep. It, it, it kicks off. It, it sounds know. so awesome, but yep. you know he doesn't often write a piece of music that'll that'll make you melt in your chair because it feels <laughs> so beautiful to listen to. You know, he's not that kind of a writer. I'm sure he's definitely capable of it. Yeah, but you can tell that he specializes in a more upbeat, more energetic style of music. And I think that like the fact that um, I struggled so hard to find it is an example of. When the NES was introduced, a lot of it was very much arcade. Like we think about the decade that it was brought in, the time it was brought in. What happened previously was the Atari arcade games, 
and a whole heap of other consoles that tried to replicate anything, whether it was the Intellivision, ColecoVision, yep. um, got all the Pong consoles, which is just the tens of thousands to mention. Yep. Um, all of them were very arcadey. It was all about hitting that high score. And it wasn't really until the NES where they started to gradually bring out games that had a story to it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them still kept score. Yeah. A lot of them were still, you know, get the high score and you're the best player kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and because of that, it still led to the arcade sense, which is probably why a lot of the tunes were like very arcadey, very upbeat, yeah, that's very right. intense. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, it comes down to the sound capabilities of the actual console itself. Yes. Let's face it. There's not a lot of sounds on the 8-bit <laughs> like NES that are soft or calming no. <laughs> for that matter a lot of them are you know sound like a sore or yeah you know. <laughs> i'm sure there's something there'll, there'll be something yeah absolutely but. um there is an example that i felt like came the closest the other one i probably would have picked aside from this one was from super mario brothers 3 the underwater uh music oh uh, yeah that one in fourths yes yeah yeah so this one is from Pokemon Blue or Red or Yellow, depending on which one you played. Yeah. Um, and from Palette Towns has the beginning uh, bit. So it is by Junichi Masuda. And I mean, I love the Pokemon soundtrack of these games, but be the judge if you think this is relaxing or not. pretty close to being relaxing the, the the composition is correct i would say like it's in the right place um i almost feel like if this was remade rearranged with current instruments it would be so homey so relaxing mm. it would it would just be so nice to listen to and it still is nice to listen to now but especially just compared to new age music it, it's just quite harsh to listen to those tones yeah, uh, and if you're not accustomed to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I totally agree with you. In fact, I was thinking the same thing that like if this was on piano, um, it oh. would be totally different. Yeah, In I want to hear that. I know. No, yeah, I know. Right? I'm sure somebody has done it before. Yeah, I'm gonna search that up. when we're done. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in terms of the actual writing of the the music itself. Um, it has all the harmonies there. It has all the melodies in there. Maybe if anything, like, it could probably be a bit more spaced out if it was trying to be more calming. But, it, like, this happens at the beginning of the game. It basically is meant to make you feel like home. Like, yeah. this is... Oh, yeah. And but moving on as well, because you're, you're leaving home. Yeah, yeah exactly. Leaving your mum for Professor Oak. Anyway. <laughs> um, that's for another time. Um, yeah, so... It's, yeah, it's meant to feel like home, which as we associate with home is like very calm feelings, very relaxed, you know, um, feeling warm, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, and I feel like it's really tried to do that um, while still trying to be a very good first area as well. Because I think about things like Legend of Zelda, where like Ocarina of Time, 
um, like Kakiri Forest is like the beginning area for that, and yeah. that's very relaxing, but still upbeat, upbeat in the sense of like, cool, we've got a new game now. Let's yeah. learn everything. Yep. <laughs> Let me teach you this in one area. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's right. That's true, because it has to sort of energize you a little bit because you're starting the game. It's supposed to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think considering the capabilities, I think this was probably the best attempt anyone ever made in the... Would you even consider the Game Boy era to be 8-bit? Was this 8-bit? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'm cut out to answer that question. No, I don't, I don't think I am either, to be honest. But, but regardless, it's very sort of old chipset. Yes. So yeah. In terms of that category, this is the best one I heard. If any of you guys have a better suggestion, I would love to hear it. Yes, please link it. Please mention it. We want to know about it. Absolutely. But at this point, I can say that I think that it was impossible to have any sort of relaxing music. Something that made you feel calm. I am yet to be proven wrong. I mean, I will say this. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Well, I mean, like, now that we've heard it three times, to be honest, I'm actually feeling kind of relaxed. <laughs> I know at I the mean. beginning when I first uh, played it, you were like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was very loud. <laughs> <laughs> it was very loud. But, um, yeah, like... Yeah, if, you, if you're if you accustomed to this kind of sound, if you grew up playing this kinds of these kinds of games and then you picked up this game, maybe this is super relaxing for you. And, yeah. like, it would have been for me back in the day, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, But, you know, just... Depends on, yeah. the, on the context of the person's life, whoever's listening to it. Exactly. But I do agree it would have been much harder to create relaxing music on some of the old chipsets. Yes, definitely. But yes, that is my crazy pick for this podcast. It's interesting. It wasn't interesting. too wild. Nah, nah, we'll, we'll get worse, trust me. We'll get worse. <laughs> we'll get worse. We'll get crazier. It'll get better. It'll get, in wow. a crazy way. Wow, you call me my segment bad. What? No. <laughs> No, I mean, we just started. No, <laughs> brutal. Forget about it. Okay. It's gonna be good. It's already good, and it's gonna get better. Okay, fine. It's all good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm not mad. mad. I'm not mad. It's fine. He'll be okay, guys. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed this topic. We definitely did. It was very relaxing to come up with these uh, songs. It was, actually. Uh, we might actually do it again if we ever need our sanity to come back. Absolutely, because there will be plenty more to add. I don't even add any Yoshi's Woolly World. I'm actually really disappointed of myself. Yeah. Well, don't worry. We'll, we'll do this again sometime. We'll tackle some other topics first, though. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> for giving me the chance to be able to yeah, do it Yeah, I'm giving again. you the chance. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, well, thank you so much, guys, for listening in again. And we are the 8-Bit Bards. Oh, you don't want to do that again? <laughs> uh, wait, let's do it again. No, I can do it this time. I wasn't ready. I was like, and we are Cam and Jamie. I was like, oh, wait, right, what's yeah, happening? Oh, right, yeah, our names. I forgot we had yeah, names. Yeah, right. All right, cool. So I'm Cam. And I'm Jamie. And we are the 8-Bit Bards. Bards. Take care, guys. See you later. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs>